Today's show is brought to you by the brand new podcast, The Books of Pro Wrestling with Dr. Jones. This is a podcast for the wrestling fan. If you grew up a wrestling fan, if you were around when it was cool to be a fan with the NWO, D-Generation X, WCW, WWE, this is for you. This podcast takes you behind the scenes of the of real life uh, stories that took place in the 80s and the 90s. These wrestlers, these legends of the ring, have written New York Times best-selling books, and there's so many of them. Well, the first episode is all about the heartbreak kid Shawn Michaels and his story, his rise to fame, the things that took place beyond the wrestling ring. These stories are captivating and very interesting, so be sure you tune in Friday, April 26th for the Books of Pro Wrestling podcast. All you have to do is search it in your podcast platform. Just type in the Books of Pro Wrestling with Dr. Jones and you will find this brand new show. So be sure you tune in April 26th, the Books of Pro Wrestling podcast. What's going on, everybody? My name is Britt Jones and you are listening to Throwback Country Music, the podcast. This week, it's all about 1995 part two. In 1995, Country Weekly Magazine, one of the biggest magazines in the nation back in the day, back in the 90s, uh, they compiled the 50 uh, biggest stars of that year in 1995. And so last week's episode, if you listened, you heard me talk about several different artists that were on that list. Well, this week is part two of that. We're going to talk about a few more of those artists that are on that list. And it's you're going to be fascinated, I would guarantee you, especially if you're a 90s fan of some of these artists. The first one we'll go over is John Anderson. Seminole win, baby. That's right. But before we do that, thank you so much for downloading this episode. Please hit that subscribe button. It's absolutely free. Whatever podcast platform you are listening on right now, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, please hit that subscribe button. That helps the podcast continue to grow. And we have grown by leaps and bounds. We are all over the world, from Germany to South Africa, Australia, the UK, Canada, and of course right here in the United States of America. We'll say hey to my friends up in Pennsylvania, New York, Montana, Thank you so much for being a part of the show, and it does prove the point of country music is countrywide, just like Brentley Gilbert says. You can also go to facebook.com forward slash throwback country music. That's our Facebook page, and you can like that for me. We're growing it as well. And if you've missed any of the shows in the past, you can go to throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. That's throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. And you can listen to all the shows I've had. You know, we've had so many guests on the shows. Um, You can go back and listen to Billy Dean, my interview with him, my interview with Lori Morgan, my interview with John Barry, Wade Hayes, Confederate Railroad, Shenandoah, Little Texas, Grand Ole Opry member Jeannie Seeley. That was a great interview. Lulu Roman. You remember her from Hee Haw. So many more guests are in the archives. So you can go back, listen to those whenever you have time. A lot of people listen to podcasts when they are driving to work and coming home from work or 
you know, in the morning or I've heard a lot of people listen to a podcast when they're uh, mowing the grass or when they're cleaning the house, they put their ear, uh, earbuds in and they listen to the show. Also, uh, some people listen to this show when they are working out. I actually have a, a listener that listens to the show when her daughter is at track practice and she's waiting on her. So there's all kinds of ways to listen to podcasts. And that's the beautiful thing about a podcast. You can listen to it anywhere at any time. So let's get right into it. John Anderson, 1995, top 50 country music stars. And he was put on there. All right, so here we go. His full name, John David Anderson. He had some CMA awards back in the day. The 1983 Horizon Award, 1983 Single of the Year, and then he had a, 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 a another revamped career in the 90s, y'all. He, he came out with so many more hits in the 90s. He was a big star in the early 80s, and then the 90s hit, and his career took off again. Um, of course, he had the platinum album Seminole Win, which was such a good record and a great song. And in 1994, the year before this publication he won album of the year pretty cool huh at this point in his career in 1995 he had scored five number ones and 20 top tens 20 top 10 singles that's huge he was born december 12 1954 in orlando florida at this point he was with bna records Country Till I Die is the name of John Anderson's latest album, and the title definitely fits. The 40-year-old Florida native who first enjoyed success with hits like 1983's Swingin' rejuvenated his career a decade later with his hugely successful Seminole Wind album. Paying homage to his native state and its first inhabitants was important to Anderson, who has recorded 17 albums in his long career. First arriving in Nashville from the Sunshine State at age 17, John went on to lay the groundwork for the new traditionalist movement of the early 1980s. After winning the Country Music Association's Horizon Award in 1983, Anderson stayed true to his roots through several lean years before making his spectacular comeback. His latest effort, on BNA Records includes five songs he wrote or co-wrote, as well as a remake of the Rockin' Georgia Satellite Smash, Keep Your Hands to Yourself. The project also included a remake of Anderson's signature song, Swingin'. With our recent resurgence, Anderson explained, we acquired a lot of new young fans who had never heard the song and didn't realize we were the ones who sang it. Several people inquired about how to buy the record, and at this point, putting it on the album gave us a good chance to offer it to them. Solid proof that Anderson's music stands the test of time. Very true. Next artist, John Barry. John Barry is a personal friend of mine. I am friends with his family, his wife Robin. I, I love them dearly. And, uh, of course, if, if you've been keeping up with country music or if you're a fan of John and you're on his Facebook page, you know that he's been going through treatments Um for cancer and the latest update he's doing really well and i believe as he's finished all the treatments if i'm not mistaken he had his last treatment i think it was last week uh, but yeah and so he's, he's doing a lot better and it looks like he's on his way to a full recovery praise the lord john barry proves fairy tales do happen his platinum album at this point was titled John Barry. One, one number one hit by 1995, four top tens. 
Born September 14, 1959 in Aiken, South Carolina. His label at this time was Capitol Records, one of the biggest country music labels ever in the 90s. His new album at this point was called Oh Holy Night, which was, uh, and he still sings that when he is on the road. I toured with John for a couple of years, opened up a bunch of his shows, and it was just amazing to see his vocals, to, to hear his vocals, and to see him perform each night because he he's flawless. He still has it. He sounds better than he did ever. He sounds better now than he ever did, if that's even possible. And I've heard Crook and Chase say that he could sing the phone book. That's how good of a singer he is. Skeptics who, skeptics who don't think fairy tale endings happen in real life should take a look at John Barry's story. The rising young entertainer, whose voice was nearly silenced by a brain cyst in 1994, made a stellar comeback from his surgery to perform again in front of thousands of devoted fans in 1995. He also garnered a platinum album certification for his capital debut and welcomed his third child into the world. Wow, that's crazy to think about because his third child is Kaylin. And me and Kalen's played music together. And the thing that <laughs> in 1995 is when he was born. And now to see Kalen on the road with John playing drums for him, that's mind-boggling to me that it's been that long. It may sound like a busy year to most, but that's the way John prefers it. First making his mark on the Athens, Georgia scene, where he performed for years, Barry released six of his own albums independently before signing with Capitol. Two of those. Saddle the Wind and Things Are Not the Same were re-released by the label this year. He wowed audiences with the powerhouse ballad Your Love Amazes Me, which hit the top of the charts and followed that up with hits like What's In It For Me, Standing On The Edge Of Goodbye, I Think About It All The Time. Supporting his music on the road is the family affair for Barry, whose wife Robin sings backup and whose mother-in-law travels with him to take care for his three children. The group used to travel in one bus with John's band and crew, but the togetherness wasn't conductive or wasn't conducive, sorry, to songwriting, something John hopes to do more of in the future. I really want to start writing more because I've got a lot to say, John said, and I'll be able to soon. Not because I won't be traveling as much, but because we're getting a second bus. The band will have its own coach and my family will have another. So I'll have my writing and recording gear set up permanently. That's pretty cool, huh? John Barry. Keep him in your prayers for a speedy recovery. What a great man he is. I'm telling you, such a good, good person. And I've had John Barry on the podcast. So if you want to go to the archives and listen to that show, it was a great show, by the way. Um, go check it out at throwbackcountrymusicpodcast.com. Click on the link that says click here to listen. All right. The next artist that I'm going to talk about, I've also had on the podcast, Henry Paul, lead singer of the band Blackhawk. Up until this point in 1993, Blackhawk had won the award for 1994's Star of Tomorrow for the groups. It was at the TNN Music City News Country Awards, one of my favorite award shows back in the day. At this point in their career, they had a platinum album selling over a million copies of Blackhawk, four top tens. And their label that year was Arista Nashville, one of the biggest uh, record labels as well. Their latest album at this point, 95, was Strong Enough. Now, four top tens, but let me tell you, they had many more from 1995 on. They had a lot of big hits. And if you're a Blackhawk fan or a fan of 
the mid '90s in country music, you knew who Blackhawk was. You, the unique sound they had, the, the 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 mandolin that popped on on all their hits. I'm telling you, it was just um, such a different sounding country music band that people hadn't heard yet. You know, it was just they they came on the scene and and they uh, they I guess they refused to to fit the mold of everyone else and they wanted to be very different and they were and it and it worked and it paid off for them because they were one of my favorite uh, bands of all time in country music. So Blackhawk, the first successful country trio since the Gatlin brothers, brings to the genre a sound that's different from anything else on the radio. Henry Paul, Dave Robbins, and Van Stevenson. And Van of course passed away a few years later. Uh, they also love to go a little over the top in concert for the sake of showmanship. There's a sensibility about this show that's aggressive, Henry told us. It rocks, added, added Dave. You know and love them from such hits as Goodbye Says It All, Every Once in a While, That's Just About Right. Everything Blackhawk does is just about right. That includes the trio's second Arista Nashville album, Strong Enough, which hits stores September 12th. The lead single is I'm Not Strong Enough to Say No. Love that song, by the way. The band's members came together three years ago in Nashville, where Henry arrived from Florida to get back in touch with his country roots after working with the southern rock band The Outlaws. In Music City, he met Dave and Van, who had already penned songs for Restless Heart and others. Blackhawk's harmonies drew comparisons early on to Crosby, Still, and Nat, Stills, and Nash, and Alabama. But the trio has found its own voice. It's a voice we want to hear or we want to be hearing uh, for years to come. And looking back on it now, that's true. We did uh, get to hear them for years to come. That's how successful they were. And to talk to Henry Paul, the lead singer, a couple of weeks ago, it was it was so much fun. I'm telling you, because it was for me, it was very special because I'm such a huge fan of Black Hawk and I owned just about all of the records, uh, they it was just a cool thing for me as a fan to actually interview um, Henry Paul. Very cool. Now, moving right on to the top 50 stars of 1995, none other than Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus was a huge star with Ache Your Break Your Heart. At this point, he'd already sold over 10 million albums. 10 million, y'all. In an industry populated with sudden stars, few can match the immediate rise to superstardom that Billy Ray Cyrus experienced following the release of Ache Your Breaky Heart in 1992. Powered by the decade's catchiest tune, his album Some Gave All became the biggest selling debut in history, racking up sales of 10 million and earning three Grammy nominations. Despite his quick rise to fame, Cyrus was anything but an overnight success. His success came only after a decade of dedication to his craft and his refusal to give up when door after door in Nashville was slammed in his face. By the time his third and current album, Storm in the Heartland, was recorded, Billy had prepared himself well for his broad-based appeal. Man, I worked hard and paid my dues, he said. My focus is on my music, what I'm doing now and in the future. The music will stand for itself. If you look at my background, you'll find I've worked very hard to be who and what I am. All you've got to do is search the music to find my soul. The music on his new album displays a heartfelt connection to people struggling to survive. 
Storm in the Heartland is all about America today, he said. It represents the sirens you hear when you're in downtown Nashville, Boston, New York, Los Angeles. Even in small town USA, you can see somebody pull a gun. It's about the tobacco farmers being wiped out. There is a storm in the heartland, and if America doesn't take hold of the problems at hand, the future is not too bright for our children. But it's not too late. Somehow, we've got to pull together. At this point, he had won the CMA Awards 1992 Single of the Year. His current album, Storm in the Heartland, was already gold, selling over 500,000 copies. His platinum records included Some Gave All, which was over 10 million, and it won't be the last, his second record. At this point, he had one number one and five top tens. Born August 25th in 1961 in Flatwoods, Kentucky. Mercury Nashville was his uh, record label at this, at this time, which was another huge label. And as I'm looking through this magazine, Country Weekly, it just brings back so many memories. And I, it helps me to, of course, walk down memory lane. And it's, I love it. I love it. I love doing that. Let's see. I had a couple more that I want to share with you before we closed out the show. And I will tell you what it is here in just a second. Ah, here we go. We're going to end the show today with Dolly Parton. That's right. Dolly Parton was one of the top 50 country music stars of 1995. She's a superstar superstar, and that is no doubt the truth. Her full name, Dolly Rebecca Parton. CMA Awards, 1968 Vocal Group, 1970 and 71 Vocal Duo, 1975 and 76 Female Vocalist of the Year, 1978 Entertainer of the Year, and 1988 Vocal Event of the Year. The ACM Awards, 1977's Entertainer of the Year, 1980 Top Female Vocalist, 1983 Single of the Year, 1983 Duet of the Year, and 1987's Album of the Year. Crazy, isn't it? She's won so many awards. And then you've got the TNN Music City News Country Awards, which were fan voted. 1968 Most Promising Female Artists. 1968, 69, 70, and 84 Vocal Duet of the Year. 1988's Vocal Collaboration of the Year. 92, Video of the Year. 93, Living Legend Award. 93, the Mini Pearl Award. She's won Grammy Awards. She's had gold and platinum records. 24 number ones up to 95. 54 top 10 hits. 54. That's huge. January 19th, 1946 is her birthday from Locust Ridge, Tennessee. Her label at this point was Columbia Blue Eye. Inducted to the Grand Ole Opry in 1969. Still married to Carl Dean. Charisma is not something that you can that can be explained. You're either born with it or you're not. Dolly Parton came into this world with large amounts. From the time she arrived on the scene in 1967 as Porter Wagner's partner, fresh off an East Tennessee farm, she set the stage for strong women in country music. Her glamorous looks and engaging personality captivated her audience as her unique vocal style, the perfect blend of the Smoky Mountains, where she was born, and Nashville, where she ended up, hit the television and radio airwaves. Once they heard her, fans fell immediately in love with this bundle of joy. I think you have to work at being happy because people work at being miserable, Dolly explained. I try very hard to find all the good in things. I certainly have my problems like everybody else, but I think you just have to look for the good things. I was born with a happy heart, and I try to exercise the muscles around it as best as I can. 
One talent she pours her heart into is songwriting. By creating such hits as I Will Always Love You, Jolene, Code of Many Colors, she's proven that there is a substance behind her star image. Dolly Parton, still a big star in 95, still a big star in 2019. Not many artists can say they own their own amusement park, right? Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. This is part two of the top 50 country music stars of 1995. Next week, we end the the series on 1995 with the rest of 1995's top country music stars. Thank you so much for downloading this week. Please hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating. Write a quick review. Help this podcast continue to grow and grow and grow. Visit me on Facebook. Drop me a line and let me know how you enjoy the show. That would mean a lot. Keep up with us on Facebook and keep up with the news that I post about the show and upcoming shows and all that good stuff. Tell your friends about us. Be sure you share my statuses on, on our Throwback Country Music Facebook page. And I would really appreciate it. Y'all have a great week. I'm signing off. God bless you.